You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Hi, welcome to the Kush Life podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and we're journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana. And we're recording out of the back of the Kush dispensary, and we are already started in on the evening. Already smoked a bowl of hash, Katie. Boy, this is going to be a fun night. It will be a fun night. It will be a fun night. All right, so we had Thanksgiving last week. What's been going on here? Uh, Black Friday, was that a big deal? Did you guys have fun? Black Friday was big. Um, Thanksgiving's over, and we are full-on ready for Christmas. We are starting toy drives, coat drives, planning Christmas parties, started decorating. We're ready for Christmas. All right. So is Chris a full-on, like, Santa's little helper elf? Is he, or is he more of that Grinch who stole the well, Christmas? Well, today he found out that we're doing a secret Santa, and he found out who he's purchasing for, and he didn't sound that thrilled to be involved. <laughs> oh, my. That's all totally made up. <laughs> totally made up. <laughs> so who I'm purchasing for, I was very happy because, I mean, it's easy to find girls' clothing. Like, she's uh, hippie, hippie-ish. So, thrift store, you know, it's easy. That's easy. Super yeah. easy. But my thrift store is going to be Katie's Closet. <laughs> so, I wanna, whatever Even sh- better. Whatever, whatever shirt that Katie wants to get rid of, vintage, <laughs> that will fit said girl. She's like, that's cheating. <laughs> you know I'm a pretty easy shopper. Pretty easy. <laughs> I like your style. And there's that. Uh, Katie, do you have something to say? <laughs> yeah, not taking my clothes. <laughs> okay, so... She knows my wardrobe, too. Like, she works with me. So, there's that. <laughs> but, be like, it's coincidental. Very coincidental. Yeah, now you guys have matching shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we don't, because I don't have it anymore. <laughs> right, but she doesn't know that until you tell her. It'd just be like, oh, I got dirty or something. You couldn't wear it that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you said toy drive yeah we're doing a toy and coat drive for christmas um collecting toys coats scarves hats all the things if you bring any of said things you get entered into a raffle to win something fun for yourself but we're partnered up with hashco and blazing chad and we're raising toys and coat and that's cool warm clothing items for christmas when do people bring it in and when is it over anytime now till december 22nd bring it on okay We're ready 10 to 10 yep 10, 10 to 10? 10 seven days a week and if they come later in the evening it's it's, it's a great hour. time to come mm-hmm. yeah evening happy hour seven yeah. to ten yeah all concentrates uh 20 off which also includes hash oh oh yay that's a solid segment. That? that is. Yeah. That is. I don't know what he said earlier. Spearing off someone else. Like he did with Marshall. I remember that conversation that we yes. had off. off yeah. He did, he did it to you, Marshall. Now Katie just did it to everyone else. <laughs> As you can tell, we're, we already <laughs> we already enjoyed some of the uh, fine Rex's remedy. Hashish. Uh, old school hash. Yeah, Introduce you guys, oh. Jake and Jesse. Yep, I'm Jake. I'm Jesse. Yeah, we uh, we own Old School or Rex's Old School Hash. It's uh, essentially a company that is devoted to making solventless material. Uh, we found out very early that the actual uh, hash rosin game was very, very saturated. Uh, there's so many companies out there doing it, so we kind of wanted to set ourselves apart. We already kind of had a background in hash making, uh, and the way that we do it is kind of particular to us, uh, just based off of the things that we've found out through the years of trying to actually make a solventless concentrate that wasn't just uh, rosin, bubble hash, uh, whatever it is, but uh, that's, that's tr- pretty much what we try to focus our time on is figuring out how to have, make the hash pure. And it's the hash that we do make is something like you find over in the Middle East or Amsterdam, something like that. Uh, it's just a dry sift method. Just take dried herb 
and uh, usually like to have that aged if we could, but it doesn't always go that way in this market. So after we go through it, we age that material and then actually turn it into the hash. Um, it's very similar, as I said, as a Middle Eastern way to make it. It's not just anything that's particular to a particular region. It's just kind of the things that we put together through all of our research of said regions. Okay. Uh, like when you're when you're wrapping your bars up, what's the use a screen to wrap them up or so screens are uh, a big part of it we have one screen that starts the whole thing out uh it's essentially a big plastic bucket with a tumbler in it oh right yeah <laughs> yeah a uh, big plastic bucket with a tumbler in it uh, we stick the herb in there and this is if we have a big batch smaller batches we do it a different way but we stick the herb in there. It strips the actual uh, flower of its THC content. Uh, usually just snaps it right off the heads. We don't have to run it that long, depending on how good the material is. Uh, better the material, easier it is to come off. And uh, better product it makes in the, uh, in the long run, obviously. But uh, after that, we feed it through another set of four screens. And uh, after that, it's... Uh, depending on the strain, uh, worked a little bit, and uh, then we jarred up and pushed it out the door. Uh, hopefully the patient enjoys it. Come take me over there sometime and help. let me help you make hash. I'll, oh, work, I'll work for free. Absolutely. Okay. Got to bring that kind of <laughs> He says, stuff. okay, sold. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say how much work. Yeah. Now, he there might be the supervisor role where he just watches. But <laughs> we already got know, a he's supervisor over that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. probably won't be me. <laughs> I'm, no, not, I'm not that Mike guy that climbs down the holes and gets dirty. Mike, uh, Mike Rowe. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, no, you guys can definitely come out sometime and watch the hash process. It's kind of interesting to see versus just a traditional like washing and drying and curing process. Right. It's washing neat. does not look any fun at all. Washing is the yeah. most backbreaking labor you could ever imagine. I mean, long term. I mean, doing it for a day is not that bad, but a week right. of, uh, unless you have the proper setup, proper equipment, a week of actually, like, washing your own hash, fresh frozen, stuff like that. Manually. You will be walking with a cane for several <laughs> days after, really? or at least you should be, you know. For oh, yeah. So I'm thinking, uh, like, what to do with the RO water? And everyone always dumps it out, and it's gone. It's a great question. But, you know, all the live heads are still in there. Yeah. Yep, and it's got color to it. Yeah, you have the purple. One time, yeah, yeah, a lot of times it is. One time we tried to uh, dye a bunch of T-shirts with some very purple hash water. It was like, I think it was Trop Cookies or something. Just a very, very dark strain, and it came out this neon purple. Looked like a you know, space or like a yam milkshake or something. Taro root, I guess it would be. Yeah. Like, just turn the shirts brown, so I would not recommend it. Yeah, dye. surely yeah. there are other applications, though. What yeah. So surely works there. <laughs> what if you added that to a drink or just consumed it? I mean, okay, so I've done that, and yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You can definitely catch a buzz from right. drinking uh, wash water, but then then you worry about you know the purpose of hash is to clean the material and to separate only what you want out of it so you're you're leaving things behind in the water that you might necessarily want to drink you know so you'd have to think of some filtration process yeah you might have to run it back through the ro system but then you're probably (laughs) losing what you're wanting to keep it becomes a get ro water back and then you're like am i just drinking wash water yeah i mean uh could always boil it down activate it and uh see where that takes there's probably some thc left if you boiled it down yeah surely some had slipped through yeah, I'm not sure about the cleanliness. So you have the RO water, and you can name your drink RO. It's not a bad idea. Water. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. So name since RO we're here, water. we're partners in the company now. <laughs> Sign the LLC. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been thinking about that for quite some time, what to do with RO water. So have we. Yeah, we so back we. in the day when we used to wash a ton, that was a big like question of ours. Like, this feels like a huge waste of product. Exactly. What, what could we possibly do with it? But Sparkling RO water. Okay, yeah. let's try it. I mean, we'll get uh, after it. I'm down. Sounds like All the right, dream. Good game. We'll have to edit this part out of the podcast, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, marketed as low THC, of course, and people who are getting into edibles, you know, can't take five milligrams without getting overly sick. Yeah, maybe a good way to start them out. We yeah. have to do Plus some practice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Have to test we'll have a night bit. of mercury of just uh, passing out <laughs> RO water samples. Right. We need to try it first, make sure we don't die. Yeah, true. True. I didn't mean 
For, never mind. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, let's get to know you guys. Well, who who are you? Where are you from? Uh, well, I'm from Tulsa, uh, oh, born nice. and raised. Uh, Where'd you I've, go to school? Broken Arrow. Tiger, huh? Yep. Then I wow. uh, yeah decided that going to college probably wasn't the best thing for me. Ended up getting into uh, used cars, and I had been growing since I was 13, to preface this. Uh, oh, so yeah? my passion was always... Very, very. Only thirteen. Well, yeah, I, it was it was like Tupperware tubs behind chairs in my room and stripping dressers out and PC cases and stuff like that. Anything I could get away with without my parents finding out. Backseat, of course, and all that. But uh, yeah, passion was always in there. Um, but kind of had to do something on the legal side. I was getting a little old to be. Uh, well, speaking you know, of younger years. Like that. Speaking of the younger years. Yeah. <laughs> oh. since you started growing at 13 when did you start smoking what was your first smoking experience where Mm. were you what'd you smoke out of uh what i smoked out of was it i'm not exactly sure what the term is anymore it's like a one of those little bullets about an inch long purple uh probably about three quarters of an inch in diameter um it had a little rubber piece at the very end and that was the mouthpiece yeah like a windproof bullet yeah windproof bullet you screw the top off and do all that uh got real hot that first round just tell you that much and i was uh 12 uh first time it was in my my mother's closet wasn't ideal, but she was gone, and uh, it's just something I felt like I wanted. Yeah, to Yeah, why'd you choose the closet if she was gone? Yeah, but then wouldn't I, it be yeah, it more chance of getting caught? Well, I mean, it <laughs> in hindsight, it definitely was because it was like instantly when she came home, she knew. But I thought that if it came out of my room, it would be more suspicious that it was me. It's <laughs> so. in your mom's closet, all smoky. Yeah. Smoke's going nowhere. I yeah. don't think your mom smoked in the closet. I think she just kept her things in the closet. <laughs> she she and did. Maybe you found them. Oh, yeah, okay. she, well, both things. She kept both. Oh, okay. There we go. There's the, the reason she smoked in her closet. Yeah, that was a smoke. Spot that makes house. sense then. Yeah. Okay. Well, it does make a lot more sense that, that way. That does make a lot more sense. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have imagined going into my parents' closet to smoke. I I would have thought I would have, as a kid, would have smoked in my own room. And I get it. Maybe it's... Yeah. Or outside. Or yeah. outside, right? Like... Oh. Yeah, I'd like yeah, to tell you guys that uh, she wasn't cool with it, but when she found out, she really didn't care. And uh, other than the growing part, because that was extremely illegal back at the time. Right. Yeah, so that... Uh, that so was cool a, mom. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she would oh. fool my friends occasionally when we were ever smoking on the garage or whatever. She'd come out there and be like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing out here? I can't believe it. They'd be freaking out and putting their, their things away. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. We're getting caught. It's like it freak everybody out. But then she'd come out and smoke with us a lot of the time. So <laughs> ended up taking them off edge a little bit. That's funny. Jesse, what about you? Uh, also born in Tulsa, raised Tulsa. I went to school at Edison. Uh, are you all right? Is everything okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm a little upset over here. <laughs> yeah, I was a uh, oil and transport person before cannabis. Did a lot of you know cross country travel stuff like that. I've also always been into the traditional market or the gray market, as we call it. You know, uh, the transition to becoming like a, a real cannabis company was not that hard of a transition. Um, at first, becoming a business person was a transition for sure. That was the hard part. Yeah, that was the real hard part <laughs> for sure. Still is. Yeah, still all working on that one. But uh, yeah, that I don't I don't have a very long story. Oil, cannabis, driving. Were you growing in your closet? No, I have, I'm still not a grower. I I still I very rarely step in the grow to actually like give input or knowledge or anything. I just step in almost every day to like, you know, check progress and make sure they're doing it right, which is more my speed than actually growing the plant. I'm not a, I don't think I have a green thumb. I've let a bonsai tree or two die before. So did you used to buy the ones at 71st and Sheridan? Uh, so different, different spot, same guy. Yep. Yeah. His family's been selling them in Tulsa for like 40 years. Yeah. Uh, just street corner bonsais, mm-hmm. straight up. You got to take advantage of it when you see that truck. Yeah. yeah. I highly recommend anyone listening to the podcast. Well, I always thought that since he'd been around for so long, it was always there. Yeah. I was like, okay, they must be decent. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, if he's always there year after year. Great trees. I'm just a terrible arborist, you know. The only thing I've really been able to keep alive really well is those little jade. Are they 
jade bushes or jade tree jade Bamboo. plants or something? No, it's in a little jar. It's called a jade tr- yeah, sure. plant or something. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Cactus, cactus yeah. are good. Oh yeah, you can forget about those. That's kind of the secret, you know. Yeah. Like, oh shit, gotta water this thing. And, uh, yeah, I hear you're supposed to forget about your cactus. You're not really doing it right. Yeah. I'm Jesse, are you? Do you trying to forget your first time to smoke, or was that a fun? Uh, no, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> traumatic. I. It wasn't traumatic or anything. I, same, very similar story to Jake's actually. I think my with mom Jake, left. with his no, mom. No, 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 not with Jake or with his mom. <laughs> Jake's mom. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we've never met. Um, in the closet. In the, yeah, we've never met in the closet. But no, my mom actually left <laughs> you know, a uh, a pipe and a tray in the bathroom, like a little metal bat, metal chillum, I guess. Not the same type of bullet, but that was also a big part of my youth. You know, I was probably thirteen, fourteen, maybe. Um, I didn't get caught because, you know, I'm smarter than smoking in the closet. But I, my parents didn't really care growing up. It was more like uh, they'd rather me be there or me smoking weed than doing, you know, hard drugs somewhere else or something, you know. So they were always pretty understanding of the cannabis, at least. I see both sides. parent Parenting. It's yeah. Tough. Oh, so do I. I mean, if I had a kid right now, I probably wouldn't encourage them to... You know, take fat dabs when they wake up or rip <laughs> rip the hash pipe for 15 minutes before they do a podcast interview. You know, that's... <laughs> Dead beats. Dead right. beats, yeah. <laughs> who, who would ever? <laughs> so why'd you guys start the company? I mean, I get... What's your role in the company or... Uh, so, yeah, we're both owners. Um, I handle all the sales and, like... Normally, Jake wouldn't be at something like this if he didn't have to be. You know, like yeah. he's normally in the garden at this point. Yeah, I get locked away in there sometimes. Yeah. It's so I handle struggled a lot of to get this sunlight recently. That's new really HBS. Like yeah, no, he does like you guys. Uh, yeah. to be here. And oh yeah, for sure. Plus, yeah, Garden's home. It's always a plus hanging out with you guys. I like you too, Jake. Hey, No, I handle the sales <laughs> stuff like that. Jake is more of the grow and. Yeah, I take care yeah. of the grow and the paperwork pretty much, yeah. which uh, summarizes only a couple words, but it's a pain in the ass sometimes because both of those are extremely complicated, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we outsource a lot of our paperwork, of course, to people that we can and everything, but it's uh, not always easy to do that. <laughs> to be honest, the CPA gets kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. Thank you, Murat. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they don't understand what we're talking about because – with the market the way it is and everything, sometimes we don't know exactly what we're talking about. So Seemingly, cannabis fun. numbers are different than uh, regular business numbers. Yeah, yeah. We're still trying to build a baseline here of what is acceptable number-wise and what isn't because everything's constantly changing. I mean, so you look the forward to right the now. 15th of every month. I mean, <laughs> we try to get our stuff yeah, submitted yeah, before that, word. but a lot of times it is on the 15th, of course. Right. Yeah. You know, they're getting flooded. Uh, right. 9, 10 p.m. Katie's favorite time of the month as well. Yeah. Yep. And then the 20th, mm-hmm. the taxes. That's always fun. Cool. It's great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I take care of the grow, uh, that, and, uh, I make, well, used to make most of the hash. Um, now we have someone else take care of that because I'm going to grow so much. So, uh, and I help out here and there where I can, but, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my role there. And Jesse's pretty much, uh, like the face of the company too. As you said, I wouldn't be out here. So I'm a pretty it's, one. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I know we're on a podcast. And you guys yeah. He's really good he's at got a face for podcasting and having fun with people. So, a yeah. face for podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's great to have around because he makes good friends and good friends make good business with us. So it's, yeah. it's always good to have, it's funny. the right people on your team because we're all just trying to help the patient out here. And I feel like a lot of people are buying things uh, that may not be best for their health. Even though this is a medical market, there's a, uh, there's a lot of companies out there who aren't doing it necessarily right. Yeah. And uh, I don't want that to tip into a majority, but the way it's going, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be survival of the fittest. And I just hope it's the best, the best companies, like the the highest quality companies who are like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I believe solvenless is the future. That's a pretty good segue into why we're called Rex's Remedies. I, th- it is a great, yeah, nicely done. Uh, Take my line, will you? Sorry, I. <laughs> my, it's my first podcast, Marshall. Uh, 
So Rex was a friend of ours that passed away eight years ago now. Um, yeah. There you go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so Rex was just a really close friend of mine and my younger brother. And when we started the company, we were looking for a name that was like, you know, held resonance and was strong, but also meant something to us and wasn't just like, you know, verdant cannabis or something. We had thought about verdant for a while. And honestly, Rex's Farms was the first name that we had kind of thought about, like to actually stick because everything was green related or native related and all that. We were kind of, you know, like maybe we should do that. Maybe we should have a name like that. But after just thinking about this for weeks on end, it was very apparent that that wasn't going to work in order to stick out. We had to do something that was a very particular name. And it's a unique name. Yeah. Yeah, it is a unique name. And, you know, Rex passed away. He he, he had uh, he had problems with seizures. He had a bunch of mild ones for a long time and, you know, went too hard one night with whatever happened and just, you know, didn't wake up the next day. So with the solventless stuff, we kind of felt that that was the route we wanted to go or producing super clean flour, you know, just because we're we're pretty specific about what we put in our bodies and i think i think most people are that way so solventless was a big you know oppor- not i don't want to say opportunity but that's the way we decided to go because of the situation mostly yeah that's uh i mean that's pretty much the best way to describe it the solventless medicine is uh, I think it's the only safe way you can really consume concentrates and all that because there's so many non-solvent-based concentrates, and you, if you don't really check the packaging and, and all that, you don't know exactly what you're getting until you smoke and you're like, oh, well, this tastes like grape or whatever. You know, so you know, probably distilled in fake terps or whatever it is. So why should I, as a patient, be concerned about a solvent versus a solventless? Okay, well. For one, I will say I don't want to talk bad on the whole solvent-based market because there are some very clean, very well-done solvent-based products on the market that are safe. But, you know, that that doesn't include everyone. You know, there there are products out there that if someone takes a dab of, they'll get a headache instantly. You know, that's just not, as a patient, something I want. And definitely not as a producer, something I want. You know That's I mean? the way we would know is from the headache? Well, not necessarily, but de- definitely if you take a dab of something and you instantly get a sharp pain in the side of your head, you know, you're you're knowing that that might not be the best dab to take. Usually you can taste it. You yeah. can also feel it in your lungs. That, that's your what I was yep. going to say. It on, I feel yeah. mine in the lungs. Yep. In yeah. my throat, too, on the way down. It's a big indicator once it passes the tonsils right there. It feels like almost like it's closing off. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've inhaled, when you put, like, dry ice and water or whatever, or if you've inhaled CO2, like, you're, it'll actually close your throat off. And that's kind of the, the reaction I'll get from a bad distillate or even, I mean, some bad shatters and all that. Uh, just... Uh, bad quality uh, co2 or bho extractions uh maybe it's not purge enough uh maybe it's just sat around too long without being sold i couldn't say honestly it's not uh, my expertise but it is uh it is a good indicator for sure but that's why the hash rosin market's so strong you know people are willing to pay that price for a quality product because they know what goes into it there's steps that goes into it there's not other products that goes into it you know so you know that you're getting something clean. Same with the hash or the old school hash. You know, it's not the same price point, but it's a very clean way to consume. You know, you're not getting the same type of solvents or chemicals that you might get if you had a distillate or something like Jake said. Yeah, it's uh, it's not an extraction based on, you know, uh, using pressure to blast anything through. This is actually a mechanical extraction. That All right, so use. walk us through your process. Well, so essentially... I know you guys talked a little bit earlier about... Yeah. Chris is going to come out and supervise for you, but... Yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be great. He's, he can supervise some uh, trimming in the garden. That'd be so perfect. basically, without sharing everything, the process of making hash is like, you're taking a starter product, you're refining it down, and then you're taking time, heat, pressure, steam, various methods to decarb the process, and then it's becoming hash, you know? So, there's not that much to it, but it's a whole process. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I would say the process that we use in the end is similar to an Afghani method uh, on some hashes, and then some uh, would be similar to a Moroccan. We kind of sway in between sometimes experimentally, but it'll end up uh, both of those. All right, so you said decarb. So 
Am I in a similar theory of just the way I would decarb flour at my house? Well, I mean... Oh yeah. well, I mean you can like you, you heat it, it up for two hours. You get there's it different ways to do it. Yeah, a lot of hash is made if you just stick uh, cellophane or stick uh, the hash in the cellophane and put it in your shoe and walk around all day. I mean that's one of the oldest Friction forms of hash. doing it with, uh, or I guess the modern day old school hash. But I mean people are making this stuff for thousands of years. It doesn't have to be decarbed by any means, uh, like for the sure. Moroccan style we have. Uh, some of that can be uh, not decarbed. It's it's just the way we make it is particular to us and the way we have been. But traditionally, um, there's so many ways to make it. But essentially, we start with uh, it has to be a hash train. That's that's the biggest thing about being a hash maker is developing a good relationship with your farm and having the appropriate strains and communicating with that with your farmer as well. That this only this strain is going to work for this hash and it has to be grown larfier than normal. We don't want these dense buds. We can't process that properly. The thing we can process is the lowers. Anything that's got uh, airy buds, stuff like that. There's a lot more surface area for us to break down into. Uh, it's hard to just stick regular buds on the screen and just beat them down. You end up with a lot of plant material in the actual uh, in the actual final product. So, what you would consider a smoker's bud with that good bag appeal. A super dense nug, all that stuff that you really want to smoke, uh, that's not stuff that's necessarily great for hash. So we try to find those strains, and uh, if we do successfully find them, and it's getting a lot easier recently with uh, a lot of farmers hopping on board with the hash train because uh, a lot of them are realizing they like to smoke hash rosin and other forms of hash. So they really want to give some of their product to the, uh, the processors and figure out what they can make of it. But after that, we stick it in the the, uh, the tumbler if it's a large batch, uh, which is just a big. Uh, it's like a rock tumbler if you ever watched uh, that gold mining show. It's uh, it's just a big screen that tumbles around for however many minutes or hours and uh, gives us a THC separation uh, that we collect in the bottom of a bin, and uh, that's our base right there. So our actual base is uh, pretty much a very raw product similar to uh, a keef that you'd find on the bottom of your grinder. Uh, maybe less pure, maybe more pure, depending on uh, the actual strain. So after that, we run it through a set of screens, um, of dry sift screens. or similar to like a T-shirt press screen. Uh, I mean, it's not anything special. The actual screens aren't, but it's just the method that we use. Uh, we go through theirs. I mean have people go over it with the screens use our hands uh cards whatever we need to depending on the strain uh go through there refine it down a couple times and uh after that we get our final material which is pretty much sticking together by itself uh by that time after that there are a multitude of ways uh i'd say for easiest probably for someone at home if they're trying to do something like this would be to take a wine bottle fill it with hot water almost boiling but not quite uh, stick your uh, your key for your material in there, uh, or un- in between two pieces of parchment paper. Just run that uh, that hot wine bottle over there. Uh, I don't know however many times, probably for like five, ten minutes or so. Uh, you'll start to notice the trichome heads break down, and they'll start to get a darker, uh, like a darker brown material. You start to be like, oh, this is you know looking like hash. It'll get really shiny. Uh, after that, you have to work it to about the 170 degrees or so, and it's very, very pliable. Like I mean, hash when it's not uh, when it's not heated to that, very hard. But at this point, it, it's I mean, it's like a hot taffy. Uh, you work into whatever you want. Usually, people go temple ball route after that. But uh, it just depends on how much you're trying to make. Temple ball is more like a connoisseur level or something you do at home and then age it for, you know, three or four months, however long you're trying to do. Which is what we were talking about with Monarch. Yeah. Yep. And and they, the, I think the cool thing, do you guys know any, like, cool history of uh, hash? Cause that's what I was excited about because we learned about temple, temple hash was uh, they, the uh, – what were the, the sheet guys or whatever they were called? They would send out their virgins into the field, and they'd have to run around naked into the fields, and yep. then they would come back and scrape it off of them? Yep. That uh, was pretty crazy, <laughs> right? Like, I didn't know that was a thing. That is that is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. They take out their hair and off their body, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's easy uh, once you actually get a little bit uh, pressed on your hand. All you got to do is keep slapping your skin, keep touching, keep touching. And, uh, I mean, I know a lot of rosin makers will know that method. Uh, just actually, like, 
taking the dab tool or whatever you use and keep pressing on the paper, keep pulling it off. It's uh, scraping, you know, it might, may hurt the person. You never know, but yeah, I can imagine the actual tearing it off would be any easier. You know, the first round is going to be kind of hairy probably, but after that, you know, you got, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah. But that is definitely some interesting history. Um, what, what I'd find probably being in Oklahoma and growing outdoors in Oklahoma prior to this is, the way a lot of hash makers are able to store their uh, material over in the, let's say the Middle East where it's uh, a lot dry. of it's originally from. Yeah, it's so dry over in that climate that when they harvest this stuff, it's a whole plant. They'll chop it all, store it in a dark little hut. Uh, if we, I mean, if we were to attempt that <laughs> over here. I mean, the bud, half of the bull or the bud that's grown outdoors is already moldy out here. Uh, so if we were to even attempt that, throw it in any kind of hut, any kind of enclosed area after we grew it and let it age whole plant, it, it would just be complete mold after that. So we have, we, we have no concept of how like to actually make hash from outdoor material like that. But that's, that's probably the thing that, uh, that interests me the most is if I was to have the opportunity to age the actual plant material without having to have dehumidifiers, ACs, and stuff. I mean, stuff that costs so much and creates an insane overhead. Uh, if I was able to do that naturally, I would love to see the end material, especially with the level of growers that we have out here. Yeah. I mean, this isn't uh, just, you know, 10 or 20 farms in the span of a couple acres. You know, we have thousands of people out here growing. And if some of those people who uh, are doing it right could grow and we could age some of that material properly, like, uh, I mean, they How do in other parts. How long do you want it aged? I have stuff from last year, outdoor from last year. <laughs> well, yeah, we want to age it in a particular way. This year as well. Yeah, well, hey, if it's aged in the proper way and it's extremely dry uh, yeah. to where we can just stick it over some pantyhose and beat it with a stick and extract the, uh, the THC, then that's exactly what we want right there. But if it's been stored in even a semi-climate controlled... It's climate controlled in uh, black tubs, you know, yellow lids. See, that's where it gets tough right there. Yeah. I mean, climate control around here is like, what, 55, 50% humidity? We're looking yeah, for a lot lower than that. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Somewhere you just, I mean, you look at it and the heads fall off. And it has yeah. to be uh, a hash strain too, which is what's grown more custom over there. Yeah, they they don't smoke the bud for a reason. It's uh, they're they're also letting their bud go until it's like amber trichomes. Yeah, under I mean, the sun. I mean, sixteen weeks. Yeah, it's isn't full, unheard full, of over with that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's part of the deal too. That's that's two growing cycles for us. Let's. Uh, wasting money i would say that much uh, it's it, we don't really have the opportunity to do that in the current market that we're in but we are presented with an incredible opportunity to make modern versions of that because of how many farmers we have out here who have trim and all that to get rid of and smalls and anything we actually need there's just such an absolute flood and, and a lot of people honestly don't know how to get rid of it so mm. It's a it's a good opportunity for someone to go through, and if you can pick through the right farms and pick through the right strains, you, you'll find gold. Oh yeah, I love biomass. Oh yeah, good yeah. old biomass. Yeah, I mean Oklahoma gold. Yeah, a lot of people's is. biomass is better than people's tops. So right. it's unfortunate, but it's true. All right, so what'd you guys bring today? What are we going to be uh, enjoying? Uh, we brought several strains of hash. I think the one we're going to enjoy today is the Jive Blend. Yes. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Jive, too. Uh, yeah. Not only because I told them I would, but it's a fantastic product. Well, uh, you guys always have Jive strains, usually, right? Yep. I mean, we yeah, we've been really close since the beginning. They, uh, they're they really solid people, and, you know, we've... I don't... We're biased, obviously, because we've been homies with them for a long time, but... We've gone through a lot of flour, and theirs is just some of the best. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. everyone knows Jive's flour. Right. Yeah, very consistent, to say the least. And uh, I'll just tell you, it's not because they are just great growers. It's because uh, their lead grower is a fantastic pheno hunter. And uh, he pretty much knows every breeder that does may not even exist yet, but that's about to hit the market. Like This is a, a very, very educated person, so... Very fortunate to be able to use some of their products uh, with ours. I mean, it's uh, it's just pretty much a match made in heaven because their stuff is all hashable, even if it's not a hash strain from them. Yeah, 
It works pretty much. Works pretty well. All right. So, do you know the uh, Terping Talk jingle? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I was hoping you'd pass it to Chris. Yeah. Do 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 do. Terping Talk with Katie. That was impressive. Well, on the drive plan this time, <laughs> the top three terpenes are going to be limonene, carophylline, and naradol. So it's going to be a nice, relaxing smoke. It's going to be really anti inflammatory, anti um, fungal. Fungal. Yeah. So it's just going to be. It's great. That's the carrot. This is what the. This is the one we always say. Well, what is? How do you really pronounce it? Carophylline, carophylline, right? Carophylline. We've heard that one too. How did I say it? I don't. No, you remember. said it right. However, you said it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's multiple. We keep hearing multiple ways to say that one. Uh, yeah, I don't that's think that's gonna I stop like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the fun one, but uh, yeah, it's the antibacterial, antifungal one. Yeah, but a nice, relaxing indica, indica smoke, really medicinal, just overall good jive flower. Cool. Right, well. Solventless. Solid. Let's <laughs> let's go enjoy some. Yeah, yeah. you'll notice a, a lot of the strains that we run uh, that are actual hash strains are very high in uh, the limiting terp. It's it's something that we see on testing over and over again, and uh, I'm not sure if there's any kind of correlation there or if just the testing labs are testing higher in that for some reason. But it's. Uh, it's definitely something that maybe is to be looked into for the future of solventless for us. Okay, cool. All right, we'll be back. Hey guys, let me tell you about our new happy hour. We are dropping a concentrate happy hour every evening, 7 to 10. Oh my gosh. Concentrates are going to be 20% off. All carts, all concentrates. All syringes come in 20% off, 7 to 10. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. All right. We did what? Two bowls? Yep. Uh, that I remember. Uh, maybe three. Uh, I think it was two. It was two. Fingers crossed it was two. Hopefully so. Uh, right, if not. What do you feel? I feel good. I feel a little spacey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a little spacey. Yeah, hash is a good thing to make people ramble, so it'll either prove good or bad for the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. It still is a concentrate. you got to remember that. Even though we smoked it out of a pipe, it is still very strong. Oh, yeah. Marshall's eyes are red. Yeah, I'm spacing. But it's so, okay, that's interesting. My eyes used to never get really red, but over the past mm, couple weeks to a month, they've gotten redder and redder on a regular basis. Do you think it's the quality of what you've been consuming? or do you I don't know. That's going to be one of my questions. Wow, I'm really spacing out now. Really tried to focus on solventless. I have, yeah. I always thought uh, the red eyes was was from just encapsulated pupils, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think it happens to everyone always. And I think it's a... I mean, definitely, the more stoned you are, the redder your eyes are going to be type situation. You know what I mean? Like, So, I no, I heard the science behind it was that uh, your blood your blood cells are grown. They, they get much bigger whenever you're high. And so, mm-hmm. you see it more coming across your eyes because... You've got such bigger blood cells going across. Yeah, the uh, I definitely have noticed that when you take edibles too, it's a lot easier for your eyes to get that absolute bloodshot, swollen look, and it lasts a lot longer. So uh, obviously, it's in your bloodstream for a little while longer and a lot stronger too. If I take a dab or smoke a lot of hash, it's it really isn't that strong. But man, if I eat the appropriate dosage of edibles for me, it's a uh, it's a completely different story. But yeah, I feel that heavy in my head. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's a good way to good. describe it. It's yeah. kind of an all over euphoric high for me. It, it's 
It's it was one of the blends we smoked, so it's pretty full spectrum. So yeah. it kind of hits all the points. Yeah, it yeah I feel to like for it's me. all over for me too. It is. It's a good uh, in between of a concentrate and flower of what you'd consider a concentrate of, uh, you know, like uh, BHO or hash rosin or whatever, and uh, flower because there's a little of the best of both in there. So it really is a, a full spectrum high, like behind the eyes. Yeah. I do love Heavy that. behind the eyes. Yeah, behind the eyes. That's a good, a very good way to describe it. What would you do if you had something to do right now? What would you do if you were high on this? Finish this bag of chips. That's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Chris. Snacks. Jake has oh, yeah. Snacks. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to wait for the snacks until after the podcast. But, I mean, you know, I understand not, not being able to wait. Yeah, I mean, I, I just keep looking at it. It's every time I look over at Marshall, it's like, that bag of chips is in between us. <laughs> Let me remove those chips, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Major distraction. It's <laughs> a solid question. I mean, yeah, I would if if we were done with the podcast, I would go to the snack counter and get more chips. I'm not starving. Are you starving? No, I'm not starving either, but I'm trying to figure out what I was, would do. At first, I would think it would be, since it is kind of a head high, watch go watch like a, I enjoy a sci-fi movie. Something that's kind of a little trippy. What was it the other day I watched, uh, again, Arrival? That's a great movie. It is. Yeah. And it's a great movie when you're high. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah you're like, wow. Yeah. Uh, what if? Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Uh, a fun one I watched the other day uh, was uh, Free Guy. Yeah, uh, that was, that was well. That's a uh, it's cool that's very Ryan Reynolds the, movie. Jake's not yeah. a big Ryan Reynolds guy, so I'm not. See. Well, it's not so much Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it was the uh, the effects. Oh yeah, because it's Everything. the people that oh, did right. uh, 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 oh that uh, museum, not the museum, and the way they transformed what they did back then, they moved it into this new technology, and it was just cool to watch. Okay, yeah, it was especially cool. when you're high. I mean, uh, oh yeah, I, but Everything's I'm thinking on, uh, on this one though. <laughs> I'm still a little racy, so I don't think I could yeah, sit I and enjoy like a movie. I could go do something. I could go do something. Yeah. Absolutely. One of our favorite things to do is to go out in Tulsa after hours and go dance sometimes. That's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah? Try to do that every week. Where do you guys dance? Well, St. Vitus is a great place to start. And then St. what? St. Vitus, yeah. It's a little dance club out in Tulsa. Um, it's a uh, little. Yeah, little, little very, they mean very the small. Of, you know but where um, Boomtown Tees, the Max, um the Max, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Max. Um, uh, Peacemaker. Well, did, or that restaurant went out. Of, El Guapo's went out, yeah. right? What's yeah. there now? Right around is the it, corner from there in yep. an alley. In the alley right there. Okay. Um, St. Vitus is in the alley. Yep. And it's a, it's a Catholic church-themed nightclub. Yeah, but they are smoker-friendly on the patio. That's why it's called St. Vitus. Uh, Look at the interior. Well, right. it's too dark for me to see anything well, I've been Catholic the in there. Oh, yeah. The stained glass. Uh, yeah. Stained glass windows. Yeah. All the fixtures are like mm-hmm. I just Catholic see neon church. lights and dance music. True. And, yeah. 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 Neon right lights time. are not usually associated with uh, Catholicism. Yeah. As far as I know. It's the next stage. Yeah, this is. Well, I mean, sign me up for that. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's a great place. Quick drinks too. They got the uh, yeah, the actual general. mixed drinks on tap, and it's uh, the same ones I got over at Valkyrie, or a lot of them, and uh, very, very good drinks, just to say the least. And they'll let you smoke hash there. Yeah, so they have a whole patio that's very part. friendly. Hmm. We like cannabis friendly patios. Yeah, we do. What's Vitus the name of this like place? A very all included, all inclusive place. They're uh, they want everyone to feel very safe. And very welcome. Yeah, no matter who you are, we should make a list of cannabis-friendly patios. Well, we're probably gonna oh, have to put sick. majestic at the top of that because yeah, we'll majestic, let you smoke inside. Don't uh, don't tell yeah. everyone that. I mean, I think they kind of encourage it. They pulled me in one time and said, <laughs> uh, <laughs> "I'm sure they did." Yeah, they said, "Come smoke inside." <laughs> really? That's exactly what they said. They said, "I don't want a police officer to come by here and harass you if you wow. in case you don't have a card." And I was like, "Well, I do have a card, but I really appreciate That's it." Very I'm cool. Sure they've told me to smoke inside there too. Huh? God bless. Yeah, and They're a lot of people take advantage of it. There. They are. They are. Majestic is a great place. Straight up. I mean, Absolutely. I, yeah, I remember Jake telling me that. He's like, <laughs> yeah. never guess who I saw at Majestic. Yep. Chris Old and Katie. Chris and Katie. Yep. We like to dance. Yeah? Dancing's fun. And honestly, I tell people that Majestic is the best dance club. Yeah. Also. It's pretty much one of Best the music. Ones. Usually it's true. not now that St. Vitus is open, but um, yeah. Vitus has its off nights. And normally when Vitus has an off night, Majestic doesn't. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a fair game. Yeah. And you kind of walk. Chris, were you a clubber back in the day? He was. Yes, definitely. What, what was the club that everybody went to on Peoria? The that, rink. Is that what it was called? Across from, uh, uh, across from the brook, right? Yeah, there was brink. the brink. Then there was concessions. Yeah, concessions was the the gay bar, uh, and then the brink was where everyone hung out. Then there was Icon. Like I remember it called Icon. Yeah, I'm thinking like uh, 2000, 2001. Ivy. Yeah. That's when I would have gone Ivy. out there. Yeah, we were clubbers there. I didn't know if maybe we happened to have. Uh, yeah, I was. I was all over the place back then. Yeah, those are fun times. Back yeah. then, I was yeah. uh, for us old fuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was eight years old in the yeah. year two thousand. Yeah, was, uh, growing in his closet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, before I could walk. <laughs> hey. Yeah. When you were, you couldn't walk when you were eight. <laughs> <laughs> we never talked about this. I was too busy trying to grow. <laughs> you gotta grow before your walk, Bob. <laughs> yep, yep. Survival of the fittest over there. Oh man, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, what are some other things you love to do, Wall Stone Marshall? Yeah, uh, I like to. Well, when it's nice out, I like to cruise Riverside. Same. I take the doors That's off the Jeep, one. top off the Jeep, and go cruise. Listening to EDM music. Listening to EDM music. Like yes. Vitus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vitus I, feels a lot like a Jeep with the top off listening to EDM music. Yeah, we call it, we call it Jeep music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> Catholic Jeep music. Uh, Catholic, Catholic Jeep. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. That is, yeah. Riverside's a great area to yeah. go down, especially Beautiful. recently. Yeah. Uh, I, like to, uh, I like to go hike up a turkey. I haven't been up there in so long. Uh, take a either you know use my pen as I go, or you know I'll, I'll specifically grab a, a joint just to enjoy while I'm up walking around. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I want to uh, whenever it snows, I want to take a sled and go down that road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like a make it or break it situation. Make yeah. It or break it. Yeah. 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 So now they actually have barriers. Uh, oh. Yeah. Hey, yeah, there yeah. we go. They so actually built barriers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, so you have a little bit of a hike, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a hike to get over to it. You just have to go under the barrier, make sure you lay down. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's definitely the way. Limbo as well. (laughs) And if you lose, you're you're missing your head. High stakes limbo, for sure. (laughs) Big loss. Big win. Uh, I prefer, like, I like Turkey Mountain. Um, You've been up to Avery Drive, like, where Chandler is behind Chandler Park. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, I prefer that area to hike. It's fun. But yeah, there's other areas just behind. you don't go. We, there we used to do there. some. Uh, we, we used to do some. There's a little bit of uh, free climbing you could do in some boulders over there, right? Right. Yeah. If you go further west. That's where most of the hiking is. They have uh, trail riding, bicycles, motorcycles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had. I mean, it's it's literally been long, like decades, and there's just never no reason for me. I've just never been over the back so I go over past, there. Past uh, Chandler on Avery Drive. Then about a half a mile to the left, you'll see where people can drive up in and huh. stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool out there. You should check that out. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like we a, can actually like take the one. Jeeps up on top of the hill. Hey. Trails. Oh, Trails up there. Jeep day. Hey, speaking of your Jeep, we did some TikToks with it today. It was fun. Yeah. Where was I at? No, it was just from the <laughs> videos I had taken before. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that it's now TikTok famous. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably super. I hope you put our tag number on there. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> have you guys gotten into TikTok? Uh, I haven't made any TikToks, but I do watch it. It's what do you like yeah, to? W- I have seen the occasional TikTok, but no. What yeah. do you like to watch? Whatever it presents to me, uh, based on the algorithm, it is given me pretty well, much. Well, I, I get it. So, what is your, <laughs> what is your thing? Oh, my thing is probably things that like. You, you wouldn't really think that are real or like you don't what? think there's like a useful application for it. It'll be like it'd be like very appealing to your eyes and you've never seen anything like it, but it's just like a, a process to make like a colored pencil or something. Oh, okay, like, that's oh, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know this was actually needed and it's very cool. I, I had no idea there was anything that looked like this process, but I mean, uh, I'm glad we have 
colored pencils too. So, huh. that's, yeah, that's okay. pretty much what I watch. Yeah, that was very specific, but I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cooking video guy. Uh, big it, in the kitchen, cooking you know. TikTok videos have become interesting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize we were still talking about TikTok even. Yeah, that's normally what would come up on like a TikTok or a Reels for me. Okay, or a Reels. Yeah. Yeah, aren't they always like, oh, make this applesauce mac and cheese on yeah, TikTok? There's, there's yeah, there's some weird... I don't watch TikTok some videos. Weird I just hear at the grocery store people talking about things. Or whatever. Mm. Or mostly in the dispensary, yeah, probably. People at the grocery store talking <laughs> well, TikTok videos? Yeah, because huh. they'll be like, oh... So, something's all sold out. Oh, it's because of that TikTok video. Seriously? Yeah, they say stuff. I can like honestly oh, say holy I shit. never uh, had a real conversation oh. or listened yeah. to anyone's conversation like that. Right. <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on the Jeep today. <laughs> wow. I thought you guys were going works. up top of the mountain, though. That's how it works. It must have been that TikTok video. <laughs> so, uh, cooking videos, what do you like to cook? Every, everything. We had a Thanksgiving dinner last night. For like a Friendsgiving dinner. None of us great. were available last week, and yesterday was the only day of the week that we could get everyone together. So, yeah, like, yeah, we're eight of us cooked. Too. Well, Chris likes to eat, so. Yeah, it was a very close, like, we thought we were going to have more people, made too much food type situation. Was it an infused Thanksgiving? No. Well, That's the pumpkin dangerous. bread was. Yeah, I mean, there was yeah, infused pumpkin bread. Oh. oh, yeah, glad you liked that. That was good pumpkin bread, and we got another one today, another loaf. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was surviving on that for three days straight. Uh, uh, may have made some mistakes and bad choices, but that's all right. Yeah, we went to a, every day. We on. went to a very <laughs> fancy <course>. dinner <laughs> on uh, last Sunday at Vintage Wine Bar. Shout out Vintage Wine Bar. I'm trying to go there. Let's go to Jesse dinner this week. That place is great. It's the best restaurant in, in Tulsa right now. I don't want to yeah, talk shit on any specific restaurantour or proprietor. Mm, downtown. No. Inside but, downtown, uh, right next to El Guapo's. By St. Yeah. Vitus. In between yeah. the two, yeah. Yeah, sandwich. usually start the so night we can at Vintage. go to Vintage, then Vitus. That's great. You ready, Marshall? That's, Let's do it. And normally we end up at Valerie uh, on the third. Yeah. Shout out to all three yeah. of Got to do right. Yeah, what night are we doing this? Vintage is well, absolutely oh, uh, slaying anything Saturday he does. Saturday day we have to go to Cowboy Cup. We'll go Sunday. Cowboy yeah. Cup. Yep, you guys want to ride or taking the Kush bus? We're yeah, gonna, we I'm probably will. there for a couple hours or not. That sounds That's perfect. That's specifically why we're going to go with you. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, like trolling down, trolling back. Yeah, it's sign up if you day. guys want to come. Kush bus, hundred bucks a ticket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you pay for gas if you drive. We bring the grass if you drive. Then you can come for free. <laughs> you have to have a CDL license to drive the bus, <laughs> preferably. But yeah, um, we went to a really fancy dinner on Sunday at Vintage, which was like a Japanese hot pot. The chef Colin is from Japan originally, and his family's from Japan. And uh, he he came up with this meal that they did at home for the chefs. The three of the chefs there lived together at one point, I think. But they came up with this meal that he wanted to do for everyone, and it's like a salmon hot pot. So they boil a miso soup... And bring you unlimited salmon, oh. vegetables, uh, yes, unlimited, <laughs> unlimited wine, guys. I mean, it's it's an amazing wow. dinner, but like they do such a Fantastic great job. Food. I would recommend them any night. But their their regular menu is phenomenal. Sake also, wine or regular, wine? regular wine. We had no, about we, four bottles, probably like eight bottles, but like too. four different types of wine. It was paired with the meal. Beautiful. And this is the place downtown. Yeah, yeah vintage mm-hmm. wine bar. Mm. That's great. Yeah, the former, the sadly formerly. All right, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, the sad? food was not great, but the patio tacos. was. Yeah, was I mean, it was regular Mexican food, but the patios. I mean, was the reason to be there. True. Yeah, I'm gonna put like on the border above. Are you the, saying puffy above tacos their food? Is but uh, I wouldn't argue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't argue. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I thought I mean, you were saying but, the patio. But you go for the patio. Puffy taco was like a. Elote corn and I was like, no, those are separate things, Katie. <laughs> I was really confused. <laughs> but you're right. I do like elote. Elote's bomb. A lot of yeah. vegan options too. Oh, I love elote. Puffy taco night, mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love their uh, sweet potato tacos. Yeah. So did you ever do you ever watch the uh Cinco de Mayo fights? Yes. The Yeah. 
I didn't ever see the Chihuahua races, but I, I never knew there was uh, the Luchadors. Oh, yeah. Guys that would do that mm-hmm. until oh, yeah. I got invited by one of my neighbors. Yeah, they shut down the street. There's always yeah. Luchadors creeping around, man. You never know when you're going to see and, a Luchador. And he, yep. he, he had to tell me. We'd been living next to each other for years. Oh, he, he was a luchador. Yeah, wow. he was. He was. A, he was a shocker. Oh no, that's. <laughs> oh yeah. And everybody would go out doing the one. shocker symbol, wow. and there he would go. like shock people with batteries and all this stuff, and like. Wow, I mean, I mean that sounds how dangerous, but that does sound fun. Uh, he, I guess, uh, him and the boss guy were the. The main oh, wow. two. This okay. was years ago. See, but this sounds the, more underground than this was the. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, this this was, was Adelote. It wow. Was the, the boss guy actually is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. So there's some inside <laughs> inside yeah. information. That's there, right? This is back then when everything was real fun. <laughs> there were some batteries to shock each other. <laughs> so they don't do that anymore. I think they do. They still do. They definitely do it on Cinco de Mayo. They were doing it like. Weekly, monthly, I don't know. They have yeah. other ones. But um, I don't know their schedule, Mark. But I do know that they <laughs> still do it on Cinco de Mayo. You don't Lion. know when the Luchador lights <laughs> are? <laughs> no, but I'll okay. Come on, Katie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, well, yeah. well, all right. Yeah, I guess yeah, we'll finish it then. Yeah, I guess so. uh, fun night, guys. Uh, where do people find you on social? That would be our Instagram, uh, Rex's Remedies. It's, uh, well, I mean, we have yeah, Facebook, Yeah, no, it's too. just one word, oh. Rex's Remedies. Yeah, and we're on Facebook, so you can find us there. Um, but we post a lot on Instagram, just of uh, our upcoming drops. Um, no issues on the IG? <laughs> the we strikes are there. The strikes are there, huh? Yep. <laughs> we are trying to be better. Yeah, so if you subscribe to us, uh, or, uh, I mean, just like her or follow our uh, Facebook our backup do algorithm yeah. things yeah. <laughs> yeah we got a backup just in case that happens so we're, we're hoping it doesn't but you know what is one upset person uh, I've still been lucky I still haven't had any I think maybe it's because we're labeled as a podcast yeah probably so you probably have like that whole free speech thing going on <laughs> hopefully yeah. so we're a company so they're like huh, you're trying to sell weed yeah <laughs> they can see right through us <laughs> no, we're not. We're not trying to sell weed on Instagram. That's the whole thing, podcast. Well, it's real annoying because people are getting hacked right now on Instagram, and I have reported these accounts, and they will not take those accounts down, even though they are, like, literally trying to steal from people. Yeah. And they will delete our accounts just like that. Yep. For nothing. Well, nothing. Yep. Nothing. We're just trying but to show people what's going on. One bitter person. No, yeah. I think there's many. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean it was one that was doing it to everyone, but everyone has their one, you know? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Karen. Yep, A.K.A. Instagram itself. Yeah. Yep. So, Katie, this this week, is you guys still the same? Yeah. Come find us at <laughs> Kush Dispo Tulsa and Kush Dispo Tulsa underscore, because just like Jake said, you always need to. Yep. And um, come find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive from 10 to 10, seven days a week. And bring in your toys and coats for the Christmas drive. Yay, Christmas. Yeah, get yourself some uh, Rex's hash while you're there, too. Uh, yep. Great price on it for what you get. Usually about 40 50% THC. Uh, terps are pretty high. But the thing is, you can smoke it without having to have a rig, and it's still a concentrate. So if you're trying to get into concentrates where you're not sure about pulling the trigger because you don't like the look of the rig or you don't want to invest all that, uh, this yeah. is a great opportunity. We'll use just a regular pipe. Right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Roll it in a like a joint, a spliff if you want. You know, tobacco and hash works pretty well. Yep. That's a great uh, way. Bong pipe, anything but a banger. You know, like if you have a banger that you really don't like anymore, like someone else chads the shit out of your banger. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna throw it away anyway. Maybe dab some hash in there, but otherwise, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, it works in a puffco pen. Uh, That's so true. It may work in a puffco peak yeah. as well. I haven't tried. Vaporization but works pretty well in the hash. Should. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you can't use a turp pen. No, a turp pen. I don't know. You're talking like a turp taster, like the ends heated? Yeah. Yeah. Well, break it out. Well, I got a bunch of oil on it anyway, but mm, we can try it. Right here. We'll figure it out and we'll let everybody know. Yeah. Okay, there you go. fair enough. But Good. For science. So everybody comes here and grabs uh, some Rex's Remedy. What all do you guys yeah. carry from them? 
Oh, Kush. Kush dispenser. Oh, at Kush. We it on happy hour in the morning and in the evening. Oh, ho, ho, ho. But, yeah, we've got hash from them. We've got hash rolls, rosin rolls, pre-rolls, all the things. The whole rig's lined up. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh, that? that, that <laughs> we'll try it out. Bring a coat <laughs> or a toy for their toy drive. Yeah, because yep. we yeah. love the children. Children's are cool. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for all you guys do for the patience. Thanks patrons. for having us. Yeah, yeah really appreciate you having us on, man. Cool. Appreciate it. See Have you guys next night. time. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush Life.